0: Thank uh-huh. you. Yo, yo, welcome to the NS9 post game show. I am your favorite putts, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler Sweeney. What's up, my man? What's going on, you putts? Not a whole lot. Pirates lose in extras on the second game of the doubleheader today, six to five against the Cincinnati Reds. But, uh, I don't know, Tyler, what are your thoughts today? Oh, that was a long game.
1: (laughs) Um, besides that being a very long game, yeah, not used to that. Yeah, I think there there's a lot of places you can point fingers for that loss. Uh, there's not really one reason for why they lost that game. It was a very winnable game. Um and one that if this team is ever going to be good, that's a game you can't blow.
0: Yeah. That's a good way of putting it because I mean, it was a 6 to 5 game. And this is also a team the Reds who you can loosely say competing. They're a much I mean, they're a pretty talented team, right? They're they're in the race per se. Um, Pirates won the first game. They lose six to five today. Very winnable, like you said. But in the same sense, there was a lot of opportunities for this team today. <laughs> and like you said, everywhere, right? Everywhere. So I don't know. Like you said, a very, very winnable game today. Um, a lot of flaws, a lot of issues. But I guess actually Jim's tweeted this today. And that's kind of what we've been talking about for years. This team's young. I will take the growing pains. I'll take the inexperience. I'll take this type of losses. Then a bunch of Josh Van meters going over for not finding first base. Right. All the, all the issues that this pirates has had in the past. I can live with what we saw today.
1: Yeah. That's a good way to put it because a lot of the guys, I think that you can point the fingers at are the young guys that just didn't come through in certain situations. It happens, but it is a, it is different than, what we saw in the past from the Pirates, and I don't know, they just a bunch of putts out there sometimes. <laughs> right. Well, I guess
0: I don't know. We could start many different ways too. I mean, the uh-huh. highlight: Brian Reynolds is all the way back. Two home runs in this yeah. game. A, an excellent diving catch. One thing I want to point out is he he looks excellent when there's no Derek Shelton managing. All have <laughs> to say home run. He's putting full effort in the outfield, making diving catches. I mean, he goes all out. He even cracks smiles without a Derek Shelton (laughs) managing. So, so I'm just saying. But no, for real. Anyways, Brian Reynolds has looked good for a while now. Today, no different. Looked very well. Uh, Outside of that, also, I mean, a few guys had extra hits like Piguero. I just want to talk about him a little bit today, too. We'll get into this more, but Piguero as a middle infielder, still looking good is, like I said earlier, quite pleasant um but i think it all starts with the start here by andre jackson um he made the start the newly acquired five perfect innings he starts his pirates career with and uh yeah like i said he makes a start today now he does go 3.2 gives up three earned five strikeouts five hits one home run what is your overall take what did you take away from
1: andre jackson today man Dude, that's a loaded question Um, Because I feel like you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't when you talk about him here. Um, No, this is a damn free space. (laughs) The thing is, like, I don't want to be a hot take guy when it comes to Andre Jackson here. I think it's pretty well established that I've criticized a lot of Ben sharing acquisitions just throughout his tenure. And especially when it comes to pitchers, I think when you look at an Andre Jackson, you see the stuff that kind of profiles as a starter. Um, Obviously, the command issues are just well-documented. It's the reason he didn't work out with the Dodgers. The guy just doesn't throw enough strikes. The changeup is very, very good. The fastball plays really well, and the slider is, I think, workable. Um, Unlike some of the other guys we've seen that you really look at, and really, what I was thinking of whenever we first saw Johan Oviedo, thinking he's a reliever, mainly because there's not really a way for a Johan Oviedo to get a lefty out at this level. Andre Jackson does have that changeup that kind of neutralizes lefties. We saw him really be able to use it, especially early. Just throughout he the shows game, it a just, lot, yeah. And you, but throughout the game, where he probably might end up as a re, as a reliever is because that command just gets shaky the longer he's out there. Um, I'm more than happy to watch him trot out there every fifth day until it really gets bad. I have a little bit of interest with him, probably a lot more than some of the other guys we've seen the pirates go to in the last three years. I'd say he's maybe one of the more intriguing, uh, just throw him at the wall, see what sticks types of guys that he's brought in. Yeah. Um,
0: I take away this and say, by the way, Jim with a tweet from the comment from 2004. Um, is, is he like, is Andre Jackson kind of like last year's Luis Oviedo? And that's kind of hot take-ish, but I guess the way I say that is. Luis Oviedo? Like the role yeah, five Yeah, Luis, pick? not Johan. It's <laughs> a combination of everybody. You know, if you combine the entire team, you can't go wrong when you make comps.
1: Wasn't Luis so, Oviedo the roll five pick? <laughs>
0: The one that couldn't be picked, I don't know. No, the
1: <laughs> didn't they have an Oviedo that they had in a roll five pick? That a um, splitter I so. or
0: something. Actually, I, I think was it Luis Oviedo. I think it was Luis. That would be funny. Anyways, regardless, Johan Oviedo, and the reason I say that is like the same situation. When you look at him, there's things that make you believe reliever, probably in the long run. But at this point in time, the way this rotation is, you're going to give him every opportunity to start. The reason he's starting today is there are no starters, more or less, right? When actual Luis Ortiz is in the minors right now, Rowan Z. Contreras is in the minors right now. You know, you kind of need guys to play. We already have bullpen games. He's pitched five really good innings. Three of them were in um, relief as well. So, like, he's pitched three innings before. This was the most they said he pitched since June in in the minor leagues. So, I guess, like, a little bit of what you are saying, too, how, like, he kind of wore down, didn't – Finish strong through three is he doesn't really go this deep. Like I'll give him the opportunity to stretch out and see how that continues. But I do like his stuff. And again, back to Oviedo. like you liked his stuff. The control was a big issue with him still kind of undecided, but you're seeing things that make you believe he could be a starter potentially. Uh, and again, like I'm not saying Andre, jo- Andre Jackson's a starter. He failed pretty miserably with the Dodgers organization. And again, like we're talking about the Dodgers Organization. This isn't the guy the pirates that went to the Dodgers and he's gonna fix them. It's the reverse. Like you don't really see that today. You know what I mean? Like you don't see a guy who's going to the Dodgers, or the Pirates, and the Pirates fixing them. So, like, I still have my reservations on him, but what you see, you do like. And that's kind of like what my takeaway from today was.
1: Yeah, and just to add on when I mentioned Johan Oviedo, I'm talking about what I'm thinking of when I first saw him and why I thought he was a reliever. Most of these guys that they bring in you can tell that they can really only get a righty out when they're a right-handed pitcher. Um, They're two pitch guys, things like that. There's a little bit more of a picks pitch mix here. So you can, you can kind of see that there's something there. It's like, obviously he was very cheap and just picked up for nothing for a reason. Right. I, I still think there's somewhat of some interest in the profile in general with him
0: and again, like where I'm coming from is that's fair. Like that's fair. This is the best opportunity for him to find out. It, it can't. And I say that strongly. It can't be in 2024 because the Pirates in the situation to give a guy like Andre Jackson opportunities to find out if he can start, it ain't going well again. So this is the perfect opportunity to find out what you have in him as a starter. And if it doesn't go well, like I I'm still very intrigued with him as a bullpen guy. So anyways, yeah. um, you know, I know some people are like wondering why he's going. You know, starting and throwing so many innings, and you're probably going to find that you're probably going to find him get stretched out to be a starter until Ortiz and or Contreras comes back. Yeah, even so. maybe after that as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, could be. The other takeaway I want to say also is the three earned runs. Um, <laughs> you know, the box score says three. There's no actual error there. But a good, competent right fielder probably eliminates some runs. And this isn't like totally hammering Henry Davis, who's in a, I don't want to say terrible situation, but put in a bad spot to be in the right field, playing the way he is. I think it's more of just saying like the box score could have also looked a lot better for Andre Jackson.
1: Davis did him no favors, is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't want to hammer Davis right now, but. It, it, what you can make a very valid argument, and I'm not burying Henry Davis here. I really do like him. You can make a very valid argument that Henry Davis probably lost them this game in right field tonight.
0: You absolutely can. You, you you absolutely can. And that's just one of the things where it's okay. I don't mean it's okay that you're losing games, but like it's okay to say Henry Davis stinks as a right fielder but Henry Davis also wasn't put in a good position to be playing right field right now. It's kind of like I were t- talking last year, like with with Josh Bammeter sense, like Josh Bammeter you know, stinks, but also it's not his fault that he's getting starts every day, right? Like Henry Davis stinks as a right fielder, but it's not really his fault that he has to be a right fielder right now. He was told, Hey kid, welcome to the bigs. And uh, I know you had like eight starts in right field, but you're going to be every day now. I ho- hope you do well. Hey, there's a 21 foot wall there. <laughs> good luck.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a very rough experiment to this point. Right. I don't really think he's getting any better out there. I think you could probably argue he's getting a little bit worse. His routes of the baseball are not getting any better. Um agree. You gotta keep trying him out there, I guess, because you gotta keep his bat in the lineup, and this team apparently doesn't believe that he's a catcher, so you have to play him somewhere. We can argue yeah, I mean, we can argue back and forth all day about where we think you should be playing, but the right. team thinks that he's going to be probably the right fielder of the future because it doesn't seem like he's going to get the opportunity behind the plate. He's got to get better out there.
0: No, I agree. I fully agree. Um, I think he's athletic. We talked about this too. I think he's athletic enough, enough that I think he can one day become a uh, an okay, I'll say okay, right fielder. The arm is an absolute tool. It, that's a monster out there. Now, as far as actually the glove part, I think he's athletic enough that he can be. But what I'll say is, to this point, I'm not confident that he will be. Certainly not as confident as I once was because, like you're saying, I haven't really seen... You're just looking for like the slightest improvement. I haven't really seen that. Any route. And I guess I'm kind of like, you know what? Every route looks bad, you know? And like if you are athletic, I just feel like You'd be a little bit better. at that. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of rambling here a little bit, but I would assume some progression at this point of time with that athleticism and I'm not. So that's why I'm a little bit concerned on the future
1: in right field. Yeah. I'm I, totally think, it off. I think right now what we're seeing is a lack of confidence out there. At least, you know, when he first yeah. was called up and put in right field, he just had tunnel vision. He was going after every baseball. At this point, I think we can see a little bit of, you know, he's not so sure on whether he needs to call off the infielder there. He doesn't know those balls in the gap, whether they're his or Sawinski's. We're seeing whether he wants to play it on the or hopper. Or yeah. When they're right. When so they're you, in between there. And you, you're seeing him kind of bubble around a route when he could just make a beeline to a ball and make a sliding catch. But instead he's unsure and he's in between. I think we're seeing just a lot of that right now.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I put it out there today. I, I'm, I'm feeling some uh, Polanco, Philip Evan vibes with Henry Davis and Triolo because, yeah. the, I mean, it's only been two games that Triolo's played second, right? That he's been in right field, but like every game, those two have had some really bad miscommunication going on, and today. The first game, which is bad communication, that led to bad play. Today's lack of communication, I mean, that looked like an injury waiting to happen. Yeah. So I'm getting kind of nervous in that sense, also.
1: Yeah, that's all that's also on Davis as well. That's his call. If he's got to right. either call him off or he's got to get out of the way. And that's what I go back to about not being sure, because he's probably waiting to the last possible second to call anyone off because he doesn't know if he's going to get to it.
0: Yeah. Agree. Anyways. So like you mentioned, I, I I don't think there's much of an argument. I think you can say Davis was a big part of being a factor of why this team lost. Unfortunately, um, and as Chad's pointing out too, like obviously the bat also isn't playing. We get that. We've also it's slowly turn well. it
1: around a little bit.
0: A little bit, but it's <laughs> one of those things like you're 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 trying to grasp at straws right now. Like it's slowly turning the bat's also bad. Again, and I hate sound like excuses, but like that's why we're saying he's put in a really bad unfortunate position. Like the kid's a rookie. This is the first time he's getting a taste of major league pitching. At the same time, he has to learn a whole new position. While doing all that, you still know behind the scenes he's working on catching. So like he's learning a lot right now. There is a lot on this kid's plate. There's a lot being asked of this rookie. Again, I'm not trying to make an excuse, but I'm just trying to rationalize This isn't just a kid that's caught up and said, hey, play your natural position. You've been playing our life. Just worry about hitting. Like You have to learn two other jobs while you're learning major league pitching also. That's all.
1: Yeah, it's not easy. Um,
0: No, the Pirates are doing him no favors.
1: Yeah, and and it really is a shame the way the roster's kind of constructed right now because it'd be nice to be able to give him some more DH days. But they just really, the way that they're constructed, they really just can't afford to do that. I guess. I mean, unless they're going to put Cutch in the field, which just is never going to happen again.
0: Uh, I mean, just, you know, they like to sit him twice a week anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) pick one of those as Davis's day to DH. Because,
1: you know, there's so much strain on being a DH. Yeah. But you're right. Right. I agree. But those are also days I'd like to see maybe end (laughs) together.
0: True. There's a lot of other guys
1: guys I'd like to be able to put in that DH spot. Yeah, that's fair
0: and Kutch not really being able to play the field per se, whether it's managed by whomever, um, that puts a strain because he's going to be your everyday DH. You don't really get the opportunity to use a DH as like that that tool anymore. Yeah, that is the bad part. Yeah. All right. So I guess outside of that, right, we talked about uh, Andre
1: Jackson. What else do you want to talk about from here? Well, three people got ejected in at once, so that was fun. Never seen that before.
0: So it was Derek Shelton, Oscar Marine, and... Uh... Don Kelly. Oh, yeah, Don Kelly. Yeah, so three guys got ejected at once. That was fun. On a call, that was an obvious ball.
1: <laughs> it was
0: a ball by, like, a foot. <laughs> Do you wanna do you wanna dive into that a little bit?
1: Agree, the umping was,
0: was bad. That it one was. was like wasn't the call. The umping was bad, but it's been bad for how long, too.
1: Yeah, but but Brian Reynolds did get called out on a ball that was probably about six inches above the zone, and then a ball is about a foot above the zone, and the pirates dug out loses their minds, and three people get ejected. Like a quick trigger as well.
0: Yes, very something came out there. Um, what did he say? You want to F and go? <laughs> I think if I read the words right, you want to F and go? He <laughs> hands up, goes out of the dugout, runs at the the ump. Yeah. That was uh that was something. But hey, Shelton gets ejected. Uh we say we want to see more of him, you know, having the backs of the players. Clearly nothing nothing came out of this in the positive in that sense. So if Neil wants to dunk on us because Shelton got ejected and they didn't win, you're free, Neil. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so three guys. I think you were managing the team,
1: weren't you, Tyler? Jim says it wasn't a quick trigger. The first ejection was a very quick trigger. It was turnaround pop, the one for Marine. Um,
0: And that was the one where brocky said, I said it, right? That was also yeah. funny. brocky was in the dugout yes. saying, I said
1: it. What a king. <laughs> he, he knew his day was done. He's like, I'll take the ejection. It's fine. <laughs> right. I want to go to the clubhouse now, too. Yeah. Um, but Mike Rabella comes in, and can I just say that I don't think he has much of a future as a major league manager because whatever the uh sequence when Pagero was up with runners on first and second with yeah. no outs was quite stupid. Talk about it. So Henry Davis uh, leads off with an infield single, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Andy Rodriguez walks. Pagaro is up. No outs. Runners on first and second. I believe this is the bottom eight. Mm-hmm. And Mount Visit. Diaz is up in the pen, one of the best relievers in baseball. And for some reason, the well Mike Ravella decided that it would be a great idea for Paguero to try to bunt not one, not two, but three times where he fouls out while trying to bunt. And then the rest just bring in Diaz anyhow. It yeah. just really doesn't make sense because you can look out there and see he's warming up in the pen. You know if they get this bunt down, they're going to him anyhow. This is probably your best opportunity to get a hit and score a run.
0: Mind you, Peguero having a nice day today. He that did go too. two for four and at that time was two for three. With uh, he had a yeah, a home run. Yeah. Okay, just a home run. I couldn't remember if it was a double, so just a home run and a single, but yeah, he was two for three at the time.
1: And once again, you can see Diaz warming up in the pen. You know, he's coming in the next hitter, right? Right, especially if that bunk gets down. You're asking Jared Triolo to get a sacrifice fly there. Jared Trill could barely hit the ball out of the infield. Granted, he hit the home run today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but right. He ain't doing it's it. one of those
0: situations like, you know, when I go on my spout about the leadoff hitter and the leadoff hitters, Josh Palacio gets a home run. I'm like, okay, great. But the decision still wasn't good, even though he got the home run there. He's still a, you know, a 280 on base guy. Uh same thing here, right? Like, yeah, I understand Triolo hit the home run today, but you're not expecting much from Triolo in that situation.
1: And it's even just playing the matchups there, you're not really going to string anything together against Diaz. This is your best opportunity. A a single here probably does score Davis, and then Andy gets picked off at first, and shit just hits the fan. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that part also. Uh, Talking about opportunities that this team had, right, and other ways that this team lost the game. That was one of them also. But I agree. I mean, I'm not... I'm not the guy who just is anti-bunt in every situation. With you. There's there's situations I just think there's a lot less of them than what I see. This is one of them. Swing away, buddy.
1: Yeah, I am probably in. I probably lean more into the pro-bunting crowd. Okay. That's one where I'm really scratching my head at. And especially with two strikes, like you're just giving yourself up at that point. They got the wheel play on. He's He's got a push on it. It's just, just let the kid hit.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. But outside of that, I did want to talk about Pegaro' It's a nice little segue there. Again, he went to a four home run today. I said, what do you see out of Jackson, right? I'm going to kind of give you the same question with Peguero. You know, I think this year presents a lot of searching for middle infielders. You keep going down the line. You keep saying no, no. No, so far Piguero, out of what you see, he's producing. He's over. Uh, he's above league average. I could look it up. I forget what his like WRC
1: plus is. I know it's over 106. What are your thoughts on Piguero right now? You you can see the flashes of what made him a top 100 prospect. At one point, I think he fell out of that. But you can see the flashes from him. But man, he just strikes out so much. It's just not going to – it's not sustainable. It's not going to play at a major league level, the amount that he is striking out at this point. And the defense at shortstop, I think, has been a good bit shaky.
0: That's fair. And I think – I was definitely on board. I felt like the, the defense part would be the thing that stood out the most. Is it fair to say – and maybe I just so down on him defensively – that I've actually been – Impressed and I don't say impressed in the sense of like it's that good. I'm I'm just I was expecting it to be worse than what it is. To me, I feel like he's playing better defense than I anticipated.
1: I think a lot of that might have to do with the amount of second base he's been playing. Oh, that's fair.
0: And yeah, obviously, if he's gonna have a calling card, it's probably gonna be second base anyways.
1: Yeah, because I think he does he does look demonstratively better at second base than he does at shortstop, which is unfortunate because if he's really gonna have a role. As a starter on a major league team, he's probably got to be a shortstop, I think, because he's athletic enough to be a plus defender. And I think early on in his minor league career, that's what everyone kind of looked at, was that he's going to be a guy that can pick it at short, but the bat might not be at that level. So now it's just kind of, if the bat's not there and you're just playing like an average to maybe above average second base, you're not really anything. But I think the bat's been there a little bit more than... We expect it. It's just that I don't know how sustainable it is.
0: That's fair. And like you said about the rates, you know, he's striking out a ton, not walking a ton. You see the tools. You see what makes him enticing. It's like, it's Nick like, I was going to say Castro. I was going yeah. to go into the Castro comp. Like you see why if, if things come together for him, he could be pretty good. But, um, I mean, I also look at this, too. Like, it's also his rookie year. It's his first, you know, 60, what, plate appearances at this point, mm-hmm. 63 for today. So, yeah, he does strike out a lot. Doesn't walk a whole ton- lot. But, like, you see the power. You see the tools. I'm liking what I see from him. I'm not saying, like, th- I'm, I'm okay with this being the final product, right? Like, there's still room and growth to come. That's you're going to find from rookies. But, like, what I see out of him so far, I like the tools. I guess I'm um, – I'm not as down as I was McGarrow at the beginning of this year. Uh, I mean, I was almost at the point where it's like, he's, he's leaning towards non-prospect, which a lot of middle officials were. So was Nick Gonzalez, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like at this point with, with McGarrow, I still want to see more from him for sure.
1: Yeah. It's, it's his turn to get the extended run. They've all out. Every, uh, every other one of them has gotten it. I mean, I guess it's McGarrow's turn now. Someone's got to work here, right?
0: Someone has to. Probably not Alika
1: Williams too much more. (laughs) Yeah, he stinks. Yeah, he's good defensively. He stinks. I'll say that at least. I mean,
0: at least he is good defensively. That's something this team hasn't had. The thing is, I don't
1: even know if he is good defensively. His defensive metrics stink, but the eye test tells me he's good. He looks it. Yeah, he looks like he's confident.
0: Although, I guess you can go to the point where we've just seen so much bad defense that just
1: adequate defense looks good. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's what it is. I don't
1: know. Either way, I don't. I, I'm. I'm good. Not really giving him an extended run here. I'm. I'm. Good I'm okay. Especially if it means more Pugero. Yeah. Cool with it.
0: Um. I don't know. What, what else do you want to talk about today? Shit. I don't know. Andy <laughs> Rodriguez. Is... Cody Bolton came into a big spot, even during the ejection. Yeah. He did his job. I think a lot of us question, oh God, Cody Bolton's in this team is winning. Another questionable, maybe, right? Option. It's not many. There wasn't much left there. True. Double header, right? Whatever. But he does go one inning, two hits, go walk, no strikeouts. Hey, no runs. He didn't look
1: good, but no. he he kept the team in. Yeah. Cody Bolton's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the stuff doesn't play. He doesn't miss bats. He's just, he's not good. He was certainly a guy I was kind of looking forward to.
0: Not so much anymore.
1: I think the intrigue of Cody Bolton has been replaced by Colin Selby because at least I look at his stuff and I could see some swing and miss with him. Obviously, the first timeout didn't look good. Tonight, I think, was better Today for him. He did. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Big strikeout on Votto, wasn't it,
1: right? Yeah. I I mean, he's one of those guys that, you know, when you're building the bullpen, you just kind of throw a lot at the wall and see what sticks. He looks like he has a chance to be a guy that sticks. I like, I don't, I don't really want to say anything more about him. Like, I'm not going to say he could be a back end type of dude, but he looks like he could be a guy that could just be a middle reliever and be effective.
0: And that's fine. You you can always have too many up. of those, right? So yeah, like Selby, we talked about Selby. I think not so much like at length, but you know, in the in the off season, the beginning of the year, you know, he could certainly be a part of this bullpen, kind of be like the De Los Santos of last year before De Los Santos got injured, and of course, you look at the total numbers or good. But like De Los Santos was intriguing as a reliever, um, and like Selby had his issues this year. In uh, the minors, seem like maybe they're correcting a little bit. Either way, he got his call. He's looked, he's looked fine. But again, like I'm, I'm willing to see him out too as well. Um, I liked him at the beginning of the year, so let's see how he finishes this year in the bullpen. Call it a day and see what you got going next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, the pitch mixes looks like it's major league caliber. You just like, like we said, you just hope you can get maybe a middle reliever out of him and. Because you really do. That's really what this team's missing. They don't have those guys to get you to the Holderman and Bednar.
0: Nope. Though, I feel like we're starting to find. I don't know. I'll I'll skip that. That's for an NS9 Live. Yeah. Um, And then I guess, you know, Jose Hernandez, Osvaldo, Beto, they both pitched today. Hernandez looked. Good. 0.2, two strikeouts. He did his job as he typically does. Yeah, and gave up inherited runners. He um, he was Jose
1: Hernandez. this. <laughs> what he okay. does.
0: Well, let's see. If he didn't have a guy like Hatch, maybe in there to you know create those runners so much either. At any rate, and then Beto, he comes in, of course, for the tenth inning. He gives up the run. The guy was on second, obviously. Yeah. Beto's
1: Beto, whatever. I'm I'm not going to blame a reliever in the 10th inning for giving up a run. Usually. Yeah. I mean, unless it's ugly and you just walk them around. But for the most part, shit happens. It's stupid. Right.
0: Yep. Any bloop scores a run, basically. Yep. All right. Well, outside of that, not too much I want to talk about, I guess. I guess as a team, 10 strikeouts today. I'm sorry, 12 strikeouts today. Nine hits. Offense came out a little bit today's game, but more than the first game, and this is the one they lost.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it. I re- the bats have been alive-ish. Um, no, they the have. Strike, the strikeouts are just really concerning because they don't they don't do enough in situational baseball. I think the big thing lately is they've started to hit the ball over the wall when it's been led by Brian Reynolds, and that's a lot of what we were missing there for a while, especially in that spurt where they weren't hitting home runs, and Brian Reynolds kind of pulled them out of that lately because home runs just seem to be contagious.
0: and, And to Brian Hayes, apparently.
1: Yeah, but the home runs, the long ball seems to be contagious. The thing is, this team's just not talented enough to strike out the way that they do because they don't have enough power on this team to sustain doing this throughout a course of a season. Yeah. I think we all know that. Yeah. That was my little soapbox.
0: Everyone who's watching right now is well aware of that Tyler, but thank you. And, uh, I think we can end the, the post on that. that. (laughs) All right. Well, Hey, thank you everyone for watching. Appreciate you guys. Pirates lose this series, but, uh, it is what it is. Be back. Um, I shouldn't even check. Do they play tomorrow? Yeah. They do. I don't know. Yep. 7-10. 7-10 against the Mets. So that'll be an interesting series, the faltering Mets. (laughs) All right. Let's get out of here. Thank you all for watching. (laughs) Bye-bye. Peace out, putzes.